0: and we're live
1: hey everybody and welcome to another episode of quest for pixels conversations the gaming podcast that brings you thrilling news and gaming discussions each and every week ish today is january 26 2019 and this is season 2 episode 14 i'm tony baker and joining me this evening is the man himself joel brooks aka the falcon joel how's it going good tony how about yourself Oh, it's pretty good. It's been a couple of weeks since our last conversation. Feels like I'm always saying that. It's always been a couple of weeks since our last conversation. And uh, some some stuff happened. There was some stuff happening. And uh, we're going to be talking about said stuff today, like the indie highlight. We're going to be talking about uh, Resident Evil getting its own Netflix series and Metroid Prime 4 starting from scratch. Hmm. But first, let's talk about What's been devouring our time and our souls is Falcon. Go right ahead.
0: Yeah, so this week I have dove into Diablo three and oh. also Minecraft some more. Nice. Um, I got Diablo three for Christmas with my special edition Switch, and I finally found the space on my SD card to download all sixty four gigabytes of the game because it came with all the DLC when you bought it with the uh, with the Switch version.
1: Yeah, and for our non, uh, non-Spanish-speaking friends, that's The Devil 3, in case you guys don't
0: El Diablo. Um, so, yeah, it took me a couple weeks after Christmas to open it up and finally get into it. But a friend of mine who actually just got a Switch for Christmas picked up the game because he loved it on PC so much. Nice. So it was nice to be able to get in there with somebody who's played before, so it's not just myself. And I find it a lot easier to do like your leveling and also to in the seasons mode to go through and get all of your season quests finished so that you get like more bounty. But I've been having a really good time with that. And I'm actually really surprised because I've never actually played a game in that genre before because it never really appealed to me. Mm -hmm. But uh, this game is definitely a game I can say that I do not have any buyer's remorse over unlike some games I bought for my Switch. And I feel like it's a game that no matter what comes out in the future, that this is a game you're always going to be able to go back to and play. So I like that for replayability. And Minecraft just been working on uh, the realm that we created, and I actually figured out how to do it properly this time. <laughs> I didn't realize that we had to buy a monthly subscription to get the realm for us to both be able to play on it while each other's not online. So i just been goofing around in that, looking at uh, Minecraft videos, figuring out how to make other like simple machines to make our lives uh, easier in the realm of Minecraft. And that's that. That's about it. What, what have you been playing, Tony?
1: Uh, well, Joel, like you said, uh, Minecraft has been uh, back on my radar. <laughs> we started playing it a week or so ago now, and I've just been having a lot of fun digging into that again. <laughs> digging, because you, you
0: know you're uh, lying. Could you dig it? suck up can can you dig it
1: but yeah it's a it's a lot of fun it's a good game it's always nice to go back to uh i get really bored with minecraft really quickly but having us play on the realm i feel um kind of kind of doesn't make me as bored with it so it's it's nice to just kind of get back to it but yeah i've played a lot of minecraft in my time but um like i said i get bored with it pretty quick so it's nice to have the realm I hope that we can continue doing that for some time and hopefully we can get other people who uh listen to the podcast or are in the discord can get in there as well because that'd be a lot of fun um what else did i play i played the resident evil uh 2 remake demo that's it's called uh, one shot demo it's you get 30 minutes uh, and you're trying to get out of the police station and uh, i was kind of stuck for a long time i was like oh how does this work again but Everything about that game is great. They did such a good job on the remaster, like this is definitely how a remaster should be. And uh, it's a great story. Resident Evil 2 was the first Resident Evil that I actually played ever on uh, on the PlayStation. So it's nice to revisit that. I've heard they've made some changes where it's actually uh, some of the puzzles and some of the elements are a bit different. So it's not beat for beat what you remember, It's it's changed a little bit. And of course the tank controls are gone. I think you can switch back to them if you really wanted to, but why would you want that? It just doesn't feel good anymore. So that one was really good too. And I'm playing my 3DS again, uh, playing Animal Crossing on there mostly. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of New Leaf again, just kind of a little bit at, at a time. I'm, I'm a little afraid, you know, like that I'll burn myself out on it. Cause like, what if the Switch version pops up out of nowhere and then I'll be like, oh, you know, but. I've been really craving some Animal Crossing, so I went back and played that.
0: Yeah, I actually fired up my 2DS XL that I bought for myself/slash mostly my son, but uh, it was so is actually... that new or is it yep old? Yeah, so it's the new Nintendo 2DS XL, like the that one has like the lines and the faceplate on it. It's the teal one, like the black and teal. Uh, so I actually fired that back up, and I got. The stupid thing about it is that every time you get it like a 3ds if you don't have the other 3ds with you you have to call nintendo to get them to uh, yeah. switch it over and i didn't realize that you only get three of them every two years oh wow so uh fyi if anybody else is looking at getting a 2ds and they don't have their old 3ds make sure you don't uh abuse that system because after that they do make you pay for it and what? yeah so it actually didn't take very long it was like a day and a half that it took for them to switch my account over and then once it was switched over everything was there uh, waiting for me to redownload so I've been uh, diving into Super Mario World because I'm actually able to buy my SNES games on the virtual console there so I've been having fun with that and I've been playing the best Dr. Mario version that there is the 3DS version uh, back on the 2DS that game is so amazing
1: that's awesome. Yeah, my daughter was even even picked up the 3DS a bunch of times. She was playing some uh, Kirby Robobot, um, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. She loves those games, and she has really good uh, rhythm coordination. So that's she was having a lot of fun, which is strange because she hasn't really picked up <clears throat> much of the games too often. So it's nice that she just on her own kind of opened it up and just started playing. Uh, she's been sick today, so she was playing it quite some, quite some time. I was like, oh, can I just... like Play my Animal Crossing or <laughs>
0: no? My villagers are gonna be pissed at me.
1: Exactly. But yeah, that's all that I've been playing that I can recall. Oh, I uh, beat the main story of uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going back and just trying to get um, all the coins because after you, and there's like the, there's a couple that each world has a secret exit as well. Yep. So I'm going back and doing those ones. And uh checked out the Star World again, because it's been a while since I've I've played that game.
0: Dude, I'm the not, best Star is. World ever has to be in like the secret stage of uh Super Mario World after you beat all of the like the five stars that you get where you get the Roshis. Yeah. That Star World is yep. so amazing.
1: Where it's like the special, it's just that yeah.
0: special on it. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I played that and it was good. Uh I watched all of the Punisher season two on netflix man it's amazing i love it did you finish did you finish it at all no
0: i got to episode five some halfway through the series uh actually i picked up a new series in the middle of watching the punisher because when it comes up like the punisher and it says next show starts and it gives you like the list of shows underneath there's a new netflix series for uh any of our canadian listeners that are interested in it or even american listeners it's called bad blood and it's all about the uh mafia syndicate in montreal and it has like a star-studded cast um it has uh one of the guys from sons of anarchy uh i forget what his name was but as an actor from sons of anarchy it has the uh chief uh from flashpoint like the short bald guy Not the dude from Headstones, but the other guy, he's in it. And there's a few other big name actors that is when you see it, you're like, oh, I didn't realize this guy was actually in it. And it's done really well for actually a show about Canadian history. And it just kind of shows like how like the mob uh, running all the construction in Montreal. It shows like how they were able to get all the rival gangs to work together in Montreal to make more money and like work above the law. And uh, it was it's about I think it's eight episodes long and it just runs through like uh from about 2001 till like 2015 oh wow so it's actually it's really good i would uh highly recommend it it's only eight episodes and i think to like 50 minutes each episode but uh
1: yeah did you finish
0: it oh yeah i finished it in one day i uh (laughs) i got home from work and uh, my wife didn't have to go to work until a little bit later in the day so I was like, oh, you know what? I'll step and I'll watch one episode. Well, that one episode turned into, oh my god, it's time for me to go get the kids from school. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get any sleep that day, but that series is really good. It's called uh, Bad Blood. Man, I
1: realized like not too long ago, but I think it was after I watched Punisher is that um, I have a tendency to, if I'll watch the new season of one of these shows, I'm I'm so into it that I just want to consume more and more of that same thing. So I go back to the first and then start rewatching the first season or previous seasons. And then I realized that Netflix is like totally for somebody like me who has like an extremely addictive personality. I'm either like all or nothing. There's no like in between for me. Yeah. So like, like yeah. it's it's perfect Netflix just it just scratches that itch perfectly. It's insane. But yeah, Punisher was really good. I really enjoyed it. I can't uh can't compliment it enough. And I really hope that there's a season three after Cancellation of Daredevil, which came off of its best season as well, which was season three, and then they just canceled it.
0: Yeah, I really can't see them renewing Punisher after this season, just no, because of the, I don't think they would the new either. Disney series, com- like the new Disney subscription coming out. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can say is that I hope that they keep all like that they bring everybody involved with that series over to uh, the Disney service when that actually happens, because I don't think that. It- that series would be as popular if it didn't have uh, f- like the dude who plays Frank castle and also two yeah, the people man. who write the show. Yeah. Um, that's just my thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I like, honestly, I don't think that these shows are going to get a second life um, on the Disney service just cause I, I, I guarantee like there's some kind of legality where things are all tied up and it's just going to, be trouble i I could imagine there being a new daredevil series and a new new punisher series but i don't think any of that stuff will come over i hope i'm wrong because like those two series have been by far the best and um they speak to me the most because they make their villains uh, um you kind of relate to them in a way and you kind of you kind of can see their side of where they're coming from like with the kingpin, with with Jigsaw, in the second season of Punisher, like I don't know, I really enjoyed it, and I hope I see more of those characters in the future. I'm sure we will. But
0: yeah, it just kind of hopefully. makes them feel like they're human. You know what I mean? It gives you that sort yeah. of uh, like I guess if you could be like, oh, you know what? If I had one bad day, I guess I yeah. could be like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think about that a lot, like how they um, the one bad day scenario. That's something that they've used in when Daredevil was talking to Punisher and when they brought Punisher in, in initially in Daredevil. And that's also something that Batman and Joker kind of share as well. So uh, that, that dynamic is always like, where's the line and what are you willing to cross kind of thing. So, but yeah, I don't know. We went off on a little tangent there, <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll save that more for binge watch the new quest for pixel series that we'll make one day. Uh, so let's talk about what we, what was going on this week. So uh, we were all waiting and waiting and waiting for that next, that January Nintendo Direct, you know, we were, we were just like on the edge of our seats just waiting. Everybody was, every day they're like, all the insiders and uh, people with the inside information they were saying, oh, it's coming this week, it's coming this week, coming this week. Well, something did happen uh, this week and it dropped on the 23rd. It was an Indie Highlights uh, Showcase. And it was Nintendo UK, actually, that put this one on. And it was 7 a.m. where I am, and what, 5 a.m., I guess, is when it dropped where you were. Yep. Because it was working on UK time. And uh, it was, like, about a 17-minute uh, indie showcase. We had one of these before. Uh, about five months ago, it happened. But um, five months ago, when they had the UK one, we had a an American NOA one to coincide with it. The time we didn't get that. Um, what we did have is Nintendo of America tweeting out a couple of the games that released uh, on that day and kind of shouting out Nintendo UK and saying good job on the on the indie direct. So it's kind of weird that we didn't have any real information from NOA, but I guess why why duplicate it? And that Damon Baker uh, was the head of that indie kind of stuff, and he's he's moved on. He's left Nintendo.
0: I miss uh, him that already. Was quite recently.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. But uh, it was interesting because last time they had that uh, other guy and he said that he was the crazy uncle of the indie team and I thought he would be like the new face of it, but maybe we'll see him down the road. But anyways, so they uh, dropped the showcase, showed about uh, nine games and we're going to go through it real quick. So War Groove, that's available on February 1st. That's basically your Advanced, war, uh, advanced War's turn-based strategy. Uh, It has online multiplayer, and it does have a level editor and cross-play with other consoles, which is pretty cool. So I think uh, a lot of people love that Advanced Wars kind of game. I've never been big into it, but I I almost want to give it a chance just because it does look like a lot of love was given to uh, this game. And the fact that you can build levels and play with people across different platforms, like that's pretty cool, I think.
0: They're even saying that you're able to make your own cutscenes. In when you what? make your own custom levels, oh man, so that's,
1: that's insane for twenty so, yeah, there, five like...
0: bucks. I think it's uh, one of those games that I might wait until it comes on sale because it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah, but uh, it one the art style looks amazing, um, and plus two being able to create your own levels like that's something that you haven't really seen before in a game like that. So yeah. it'd be nice, and it has a crossplay, and you are able to play with your friends. So if you are really interested, you could probably make like leagues and stuff like that yeah. for it so it really does promote uh playing together yeah exactly
1: and i think it's it's the the, it's the perfect kind of game that i'd like to test out and i think that we might have to do that with sheldon's account because if i know (laughs) sheldon he'll probably buy it uh the next thing they showed was double kick heroes and that is releasing summer 2019 this one was interesting it had a pixel art style and it's it called itself a rhythm metal shooter. Now, so you're kind of driving down the road, shooting these things, but it's it's all rhythm-based.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how they pull off the rhythm-based system. Like, I'm not really sure if it'll be, like, button presses or if you're going to be swinging your Joy-Cons around. Um, yeah,
1: so from what I saw, it kind of looks like they, they have the ability to drum with your Joy-Con. Um, so you're just drumming to, like... Heavy metal music, I guess. Yeah. I think we're gonna it, do, it looks kind of
0: are going to do like a hard pass on that game.
1: <laughs> hmm It says they're going to have a, 30 original music tracks, and uh, then they're having some additional licensed songs from other artists. But it's coming first in Nintendo Switch. Uh, next they have... <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a little frog in my throat. His name is Kermit. Uh, when Ski Lifts Go Wrong is out now, and that is a puzzle-based, a physics-based puzzler, you build tracks and you send your skier or biker or whatever down the track. It's kind of similar to what we had with, um, there was like that poly bridge construction yep. game, very uh, physics-based. It looks like you can use the touchscreen um, or Joy-Con controls. It'd be interesting to see what the Joy-Con controls, would be because maybe it means like it's pointer controls, and that might be interesting just to see
0: what that is. Yeah, I know for sure it does have the touch controls, though. Yeah, but again, that's
1: not something that really really speaks to me but it was out now one of those nice little surprises
0: yeah i like it when they do the it's out now
1: yeah uh this was a game that when, initially when i watched it i was kind of i didn't really pay too much attention to it but um the second time around it seemed pretty interesting it's called voyagers and it's coming soon is so what they said and it's kind of reminds me of stardew valley uh terraria gathering resources but there's a strong dungeon dungeon crawling element in there uh so that looks kind of cool at first when i saw it i was like "Ah, whatever another pixelated gathering resources kind of crafting like we've seen a lot of these now yeah so i was kind of feeling a little burnt out on it but after after watching it again i was like "Mm, it looks all right
0: yeah i'm gonna have to go ahead and wait and see what the price tag is on that one just to see because i mean like i said i have a bunch of those games like that that i still haven't even touched <laughs> so
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so it, it'll definitely come down to price on a game like that i think if it, it comes in like under 15 bucks that might be an easy pickup and purchase but anything over that maybe not next was goat simulator simulator the Goaty edition i love i love the what a great name too like the goatee edition because it co- comes with all the dlc right um so when we were talking about this direct uh, after it happened, you mentioned that this game was at $40 Canadian yep. pretty much, and that was shocking. Um, but then looking back, it does have like four or five DLC packs in it, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, it's, it looks like a hilarious game, and I kind of still want to get it, but the price just seems a little high for me.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it looks like it's fun, but I don't think it'll be fun that I can keep on going back to yeah and, it's, it's
1: more like that one you'd play it once and then never play it again yeah it's got that
0: novelty to it right but I can yeah. see like I know we can wait till Sheldon buys it yeah. and then we can play. <laughs> it just kind of seems like a game my son and his friends would play just to kind of like laugh about um, <laughs>
1: you, you know what I thought like I just wanted to show my daughter because I think she would get a kick out of it
0: right so I mean I'm going to say if that game goes on sale and uh, I'm not I'm not wishing that it doesn't do well I'm just hoping yeah. that it makes its way to the sale Uh, portion of the eShop and uh, I'll definitely be able to pick that up just to see what my kids reactions are to playing with these goats
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then there's uh, Inmost, it's called Inmost and that is coming in 2019 this one was another one that I kind of passed by but looking at it 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 seemed pretty interesting it's an uh, atmospheric puzzle platformer pixel art style and seems to have that like a very moody tone to it and it Uh, you can play as three different characters through it looks kind of interesting I think that might be something again depending on the price um, might be something I want to look at
0: yeah I kind of just glazed over that one uh, when I first seen it but then going back and watching the all the like the trailers they have up on the Nintendo site on YouTube Mm -hmm. it actually it's piqued my interest a lot more so I want to see I want to see some gameplay like first so wait until some mm-hmm. reviews go out but that game definitely looks like it is a possibility for me then
1: there was unruly heroes that one was another one that they dropped and said and it's out now you can play that game uh solo or co-op you have four heroes to choose from looks like an action adventure platformer i got some really strong rayman legend child delight vibes from this yeah. I almost felt like this might, this might be like Ubisoft's indie engine that they're using for this cuz it, it really looked like Rayman Legend in a lot of
0: spots. Yeah, for me it kind of looked like the background was more like uh digital animated pixely sort of background, but then mm-hmm. the characters actually looked like they were more like Sort of like hand drawn ish, hand
1: drawn, yeah, yeah, like, like a like a cartoon,
0: like and it looks really cool, like that, like the kung fu monkey on the front, like that's right at my, <laughs> that's right up my alley, because I'm like, in a, I just love, I have a soft spot for kung fu, like in yeah, my and in my monkeys. heart, and monkeys in my heart,
1: yeah, um, so <laughs> got one of those monkey hearts, got <laughs> like
0: one of those monkey hearts, and uh, but yeah, no, it looks really interesting, so yeah, I mean for the, I'm gonna go back and watch some YouTube videos, see. Uh, If there's a lot there for me to dive into because it is a like a it's like 28 bucks after tax here Uh In the old Canada, so I mean it might be a little I got quite a few of those like action platformers Still on the go. So if uh, if I watch it and see what it's like I mean from from the trailer that I seen I think it was like a minute and 30 Trailer Mm. that they had on it. It looked really good right? It got, it yeah. looked like it got kind of confusing when it had four players on the screen. It looked like there's a lot going on, but if you could play with like one or two people, I think that'd be okay. But the four player looks like it's just insane chaos.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if it's like online co-op or only like local co-op or whatever. Uh, and it seemed like they had some sort of fighter mode that they showed on the screen really quick. It was kind of like a, a timed thing, kind of had platforms and it was like a, uv v 2 kind of thing going yeah, on yeah it
0: was kind of i guess it would be like sort of like a brawl out like a, yeah like a brawl out sort of mode but it looked yeah. really cool like i it looks really neat um it's just kind of i guess for me when i see indie games i think like 10 to 15 dollars yeah right i don't see 30 to 40 dollars in the like in the indie games you know what i mean Um, that might just me being stupid or whatever like I know people put a lot of time into these but when I hear indie that's kind of what I think
1: I think for me personally with indie games I feel if, if I'm seeing the same kind of art style and themes over and over and over again and we're seeing a lot of the same kind of things we're seeing lots of you know roguelikes lots of dungeon crawlers lots of pixel art and I don't know if it Kind of makes it feel cheapened to you, but it, like to me, like it's, I don't know. It feels like it should fall in that range for a lot of these, of that of that price range. And I don't know. I guess like a lot of people do work hard on these, but I don't know if we're getting burnt out a little bit on, on uh, indie games, you know.
0: And I think it's kind of too. I think we're becoming, uh, spoiled on the Switch, right? Because it just yeah. seems like every single week there's like 15, 20 games coming out, and. You know a lot of them like you said do look the same and um i feel like to be competitive in the market when there's that many like games coming out each week that you need to you need do to something out. to you know put yourself like kind of like that inmost right like that inmost game yeah. i haven't seen anything that really resembles that too much right so i mean yeah. that's the one that really grabbed my attention
1: yeah i agree uh, next they sh- the la- the la- here, we're coming up to the last two games and i feel like this is where they showed probably actually for the last four games in most unruly heroes and the, the next two it's kind of where they showed probably their best looking games of the of the show
0: yeah they're definitely the strongest ones out of the out of the bunch i mean yeah. excluding uh Groove, but we already knew that was coming for a long time
1: right uh so next they showed cross code that is coming in 2019 This game is the one that um, pops out to me the most. It's 16-bit art style. It's like a science fiction uh, action RPG. They're going to get exclusive features on the Switch. It's got like a similar art style that looks kind of like Chrono Trigger on like uh, SNES. So I think this game might be out on PC already because it's saying exclusive features when it comes to the Nintendo Switch. So I would like to look into that more, but it looks really, 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 really cool. It's like every every shot they showed kinda had a bit of a different gameplay hook. Yep. One looked like you're platforming, one looks like you're dungeon crawling, one kinda looked like you were in a big overworld like you would be in the in a traditional Uh, jrpg from like the 16-bit era
0: yeah i'm gonna say so far i mean like i only i know it's only january like no we're not even in February yet but i feel like this game could be up for like indie game of the year at the game awards this year
1: yeah it could be one of those games where it's just like you know hits you right on the head uh next game was from the uh talented team at image and form steam world quest and that is coming out in two thousand nineteen. Um, we all know that there's SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Heist, and Steam World Dig Two, right? Yep. Yeah, and now they're coming out with a new game in their, series, which is uh, Steam World Quest. It has uh, the art style looks great. It looks like a kind of like a storybook art style to me, and um, it's I think it's
0: like a card based
1: kind of action game is that
0: yeah so from their Twitter account it talks about they're called punch cards. Okay. Uh so I'm not exactly if they're like one time use or what, but like I mean I've seen a few people like really like uh they poop on this game. And for me, um like just the, my experience with Image Inform is like I loved Steamworld Dig, world Dig Two. Those games are right up my alley. But when they got into Steamworld Heist I wasn't really sure I was gonna buy that game and then I eventually broke down and uh, somebody gave me a uh, code for it so I I picked it up and I actually played it and it was actually really good I had a good time with it I think I completed 75% of the actual game itself and for me I feel like that's like a good investment of my time with that type of genre because I've never really played that type before and I kind of wrote it off just saying you know what that's not for me I'm not going to get it but like it gave me something I didn't even know I wanted right so for me to look at SteamWorld uh, Quest and be like oh I'm not going to get that because of the card based combat system I mean we haven't even seen like actual gameplay of it yet right like, and we literally, the amount that we've seen of the cards was like maybe two seconds of yeah. the cards. Yeah. So like, I'm not even sure how that works yet, but I know that, uh, image and form hasn't given me a reason not to trust them with my money. So I feel like it's a, it's a no brainer to just give them the money because I know I'm going to enjoy whatever they put out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I completely agree Uh, for me the steam world games like steam uh, world dig and heist I never uh, I think I played dig one maybe Uh, but I didn't play it for very long they didn't catch my attention for whatever reason but they do have a great um, like they have a good lineage with that studio the games are very well done and lots of people like them. When I tried it, it wasn't for me, but maybe I just wasn't in the in the mood for that kind of game at the time. So, like, maybe I should revisit those games and check them out. But, uh, yeah, they did a great job with SteamWorld Dig. And the fact that they can keep their series going and change the, the genre is pretty cool So and, and still be successful, uh, which is really awesome. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what it, what it looks like. Like you said, we don't really know too much about it, but... We'll see what happens. And it's coming first to the Nintendo Switch, which is always great. Yeah, so that was the, the scissor, they had a two-minute scissor reel at the end of it, which kind of uh, threw back to all the uh, indies from 2018. Uh, what do you think about it overall, Joel? Um, I mean, overall. Like as a presentation. Like
0: as a presentation, I thought it was fine, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, let's be honest. It's not what we actually wanted was a true mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct but i feel like them showing us that yeah there is stuff coming and even though it's not from nintendo it's actually it a lot of it looks like it's actually really good material and i'm excited to see like that stuff come out because even to last year once they showed the highlight reel what came out last year there was a lot of good indie stuff last year that came out on the nintendo switch and i feel like uh if they can continue to do that it's just gonna boost the sales of the switch it's gonna like i'm just so happy there's so many games to play
1: yeah i think it was a good presentation overall uh it was quick to the point there wasn't a lot of um, talking at the beginning it was just like right to the games they started with Wargroove, which is incredibly uh a, a strong looking game one that lots of people are looking forward to and then they ended it really strong as well so uh i think that it was a great presentation like you said, it was not something that we were uh, expecting or waiting for. Like we're waiting to hear about those AAA Nintendo titles, and you now, but uh, it was a nice little treat. At least it was, you know, better than nothing, right? So overall, it was good. What do you think was your um, your highlight of the of the of the indie highlight? I guess.
0: Yeah, my highlight for sure was the SteamWorld World Quest. Like that was my highlight. Like I wasn't expecting anything from image and Uh, but i was actually really happy about that just because yeah the other games looked like they were good but they weren't really something i was too interested in right whereas at least i know with this series of uh, steam world i like the art style i like the characters i like the lore of the series um, they're just fun games to play so seeing that really surprised me and got me really excited uh, for something this year right because there hasn't really been too much that I didn't know that was coming right like we knew Yoshi was coming um, and beyond that there's nothing really else that I have on my radar right now so now that gives me something to look forward to until we get uh, an actual Nintendo Direct and let us know what's actually going to be coming out this year right how about you Tom for me it, would,
1: it would definitely be cross code uh, um, that it looks like everything's right up my alley but um has definitely piqued my interest for sure but I think it's definitely going to cross code which i just googled right now and yeah it is on steam uh, right now with a 9 out of 10 rating and it's 20 bucks us that's not bad yeah that is all right and if it's a if it's a 9 out of 10 then that's exciting so i can't wait to play that on the switch next let's talk about netflix a little bit i know we did it earlier when we were about punisher and whatnot but uh, there's a rumor going around. Well, I guess it's not a rumor now anymore. It's It's been confirmed, right? The Resident Evil is getting a uh, Netflix series.
0: Yeah, it's just in the uh, beginning stages. Um, so we were looking at a CNET article, and it was saying that uh, the Constantine uh, company who owns the rights to Resident Evil for movies is actually going to be the ones producing it. So uh, it's saying that it's going to be in the same like it's going to be a series that uh, kind of extends the, the universe uh, yeah, like extends the universe right so it was saying stuff about uh, how they're going to be exploring like Umbrella Corps um, how they're going to be talking about like the New World Order and stuff like that so I'm interested in it It really has my uh, interest peaked it kind of reminds me of maybe sort of like a Walking Dead sort of situation uh, where hopefully they get more into how the virus got out like what's happened with you know the world as it is today so uh, I'm really interested, but they they did say when they reached out to Constantine and Netflix that they didn't give her a comment about it But it has been started and it's in the beginning stages So what do you think Tony? Are you are you excited for a Netflix series of Resident Evil or is it something you're gonna pass on?
1: Oh, I'm excited for it, um, especially after playing Resident Evil Two, uh, the remake. It just reminds me about there's there's so much about that franchise, and it it goes pretty deep. Like there's a lot of different stories that could be told in that in that universe, mm-hmm. and I feel like the Resident Evil movies, like the first couple, were like it was cool and good to see, but I feel like it didn't really expand. It they felt very the same each time, uh, to me those movies, and I'd like to maybe rewatch them. Maybe we should rewatch them and, and do a review of that series even to like gear up for this Netflix series.
0: Yeah, for me, uh, the movie series of it. Yes, I know we're talking a video game franchise, and yes, I know we're talking about zombies from a made up virus. But I just felt like they made the zombies in the game like in the movie, um, like a little too unbelievable right with some of the Mm. stuff they're doing um i'm kind of hoping that they go back and like in the series slow it down like how this uh, resident evil 2 remake looks um because i've watched some gameplay of it on accident because (laughs) i have been like that that is scared ever since seeing uh e3 this year where they had the whole raccoon uh city police like police office uh set up it just like it scares me like (laughs) I sound like a little girl. Like it frightens me. And just seeing some of the gameplay today, like they were, uh, it showed uh, what's his name Leon. Yeah, uh, it showed Leon going through the police station, and there all of a sudden there's like these zombies, right? And the guy freaks out and he accidentally shoots a flashbang, and it ta- like the flashbang actually takes out the zombie, but yeah. like it like it, he started off he was struggling, like it's ac- like if it the remake feels so real like just the amount of attention they put into it that like it really made me fear for like leon's life you know what i mean like as before in like the original game like it seemed like a lot brighter and stuff in this game like they got the light physics down like it it looks so good like if i had the balls to play it i I would play it but i tell you right now i would be probably crying if i tried playing this game um but like i'm looking i'm actually looking forward to this netflix series and I'm hoping that they do it right and give it, like, the Walking Dead treatment. Like, give it, like... I just want to see the fans of this franchise have something to be really proud of because, yes, there's been a few good games, but a lot of the games in between have been really trash for them, and I feel bad for them, so I really hope that this Netflix series gives them something to be proud of and get them excited for Resident Evil.
1: Yeah, I think they really need to focus when they do the movie or the TV series, really focus on the survival horror of it. I feel like every time they get away from that with the games, it becomes, uh, it's not as good. Yeah. And I feel like the movies didn't really do that. They went the other way with more action. Yeah. So they need to bring it down, make it about these people and like the cast and the individual characters and about their struggle of what they're going through, because that will, that'll make it, Uh, the series so much better in my opinion uh i i almost thought they should even just after playing like again after playing that demo i think they should even almost take it after that story in resident evil 2 like start it you know like start leon through this journey discovering out about this this virus and then maybe flashing back to maybe him in like training school or whatever and uh like the academy or whatever and everyone's like oh you've got we've got such high hopes for you we can't wait to get you over to raccoon city where you can do some good in the world and then he's just like thinking about this while he's going through the uh, police station or whatever trying to figure out this this first part of this mystery or whatever like i think something like that would be really good even just like slower, slowing it down like you said and again focusing on the survival horror aspect would be awesome and I hope, this, I hope this comes out this year. I don't know. Like Netflix seems to be pretty quick on turning around stuff. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, they love pumping stuff out. So, I mean, as much as I want it out this year, I just really hope that they take their time with job. it and just do a good job.
1: And speaking of taking your time with something to do a good job, Ooh. we got, we got another, another shocker of an announcement. Um, no, that's not it. <laughs> another shocker of an announcement. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 has been uh, scrapped in its current form and they're starting again from scratch. They had they had taken away the old developer, which they didn't say who that was, and brought in Retro Studios, which probably should have been doing it from the beginning. Uh, they dropped a YouTube video uh, to tell us all this information and then the internet exploded. So, Joel, what do you think about it?
0: Yeah, so it was about a three-minute video, like just over three minutes. Yeah. And uh, basically, they just said that the current form of it was not living up to what a Nintendo game should live up to and that they're going to scrap the project completely and they're going to start from scratch with it going back to Retro, the original uh, like studio that worked on Metroid Prime series. Um, I'm actually really happy they did this. To be honest i mean the rumor had it that it was bandai namco that was working on this game so i'm not sure what happened there um but i'm really glad that nintendo was able to get out ahead of this instead of like it leaking right and making it look i think if it would have leaked i think that would have been a bad situation for him um i'm also really surprised that nintendo did this and it almost makes me uh like it makes it makes me happy because it feels like they've learned from their past mistakes To just also need is a little communication right um i noticed that the video did have the comments turned off on it
1: that's so funny <laughs> that's so smart of them actually <laughs> yeah. like but you can't please everybody I,
0: from what i've seen like even going on to like the ign uh reading the comments on the video that they did about it a lot like 99.9 percent of it is positive right um and like look look at what happened with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild right they delayed that delayed that and there was no communication whatsoever like we seen that video at E3 the one year and then we seen the video at uh the Game Awards where they're running around on the horse and that was it like nothing we were just kept completely in the dark until the Wii U was on its like deathbed and then like oh and it's coming to the Switch um so i really think that it shows like Nintendo's growth as a company and uh that makes me really happy that they're that they're doing stuff like this um for this for like the metroid series i'm happy they did this because if they put a game out that was trash and that game did not sell very well i don't think you would see another metroid game for a long time right like it would be like the f-zero treatment like we're still wanting that game but the game didn't do well last time they put it out so we haven't seen one um yeah like i said I'm, i'm happy about it Uh, for me i have no issues i'd rather have a game that's good and enjoyable to play Um, and it just gets me really excited that the last time they did this to a game we got breath of the wild so i'm hoping that this metroid prime 4 will be as good as breath of the wild right or as close to being as good as it as you can get but yeah
1: i think you're right um it's better to delay the game and have it, uh, eventually be good. Like there's that famous, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto quote, you know, a delayed game or a uh, rushed game is always bad, but a delayed game is eventually good. Uh, so that's, you know, like that's, that's probably the best scenario. And, you know, they worked up a lot of good faith with gamers with the switch. And I feel like they're keeping that going by being so transparent about this, you know, like coming out in front of it and saying, you know what, it's not working. And, um, Metroid is a, a title that traditionally doesn't sell very well. Um, so if if they rushed it, like you said, that would probably be the end of it. Like, I feel like you wouldn't see one for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. So it's nice to know that Retro is working on it. Um, there's been some people's back and forth on it, like, like of course there is, uh, saying that, guys, the Retro team that we know and love probably doesn't really exist anymore. Um, but there is still a few people who who worked on the series, yeah. Like a lot of and... the major
0: ones too, like the like the art director, um, the like the, the lead of the creative is still there. So I mean, I I believe like Retro hasn't really like done anything that make me really like question their ability, right? Because they're the ones that did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, right? Yeah, um, and they and Donkey Kong Country Returns, yep. And they did they did okay with that. And I mean, yeah, it's a little, like a little different of a genre. Like it's a complete different genre, but I feel like seeing the love and attention that they put into those remakes are like good enough for me to be like, okay, you know what? I have no issue with them going ahead and doing that. Yes. Some of the people aren't there, but I believe that the people that are there from before are the right people to lead the team. Yeah.
1: And you know what? I feel that as long as you have a base, of the people who were there originally, for the series, um, the new li- the new life is probably good. Like there's a reason why they get to work with Retro and be on Retro's team is probably because they have a a, a caliber or or a cut above the rest, right? So you, bringing those new people in is just giving you fresher uh, ideas and fresher takes on maybe something that's tried and true that the original team uh, has in mind, right? Yep. So that's the way I feel. It's kind of similar to like a Splatoon scenario. Uh, Splatoon was all new Nintendo folk with the guidance of uh, the old guard of Nintendo. So it could be the same thing. Uh, My concern is what they were working on before that, um, because Retro hasn't done anything really for like five years. Yeah, Uh, And uh, five years is like the perfect time it takes to take a game from zero uh to f0 no uh <laughs> to to a f- almost full so maybe whatever they're working on i don't know if it was near complete and they have a second team or like somebody else finishing up or if they were working on anything at all i would imagine so they studios don't just sit still you know they they have projects going
0: on yeah well we got that tweet of a screenshot from like what two years ago three years ago from them and i don't know was not that
1: that was just like that prime rib thing wasn't it where they just like it was like a picture of a steak
0: no i think it it looked like some sort of like uh, like alien sort of deal i don't know
1: oh like a like a dystopian looking yeah
0: yeah so kind of i mean i don't know maybe that was it or what but they had to have something coming in the pipeline so i imagine we'll see something of that because like you said they don't just sit still for that long yeah there so they was had the to be working on something
1: Yeah, Eurogamer had uh, their sources say that um, it was that unannounced Star Fox racing game that they were doing.
0: You know what? And for me, I hope that's it. Because when that didn't happen at E3, I was super disappointed. I was like, man, I got my hopes up for nothing because that game sounded bomb. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And if they did something like that and... um, it's near completion and just had somebody else polishing it off or like part of the team finishing it off apparently the these guys made uh, a metroid prime demo to bring to nintendo and that's what uh made them get the job back i guess
0: oh okay i didn't hear that
1: is, is what rumors are saying like who knows it's all hearsay right who knows what's what really happened um but i was reading also that uh, somebody said on Twitter said, I, well, I guess I know what happened to the Prime Trilogy because that was supposed to be released or announced last month is what someone said, or like two months ago. And uh, they're saying that it is definitely done and ready to go, but they were waiting to talk about Metroid Prime again hmm. before they released it. So who knows? Maybe that's ready to go, which would be perfect. You know, like we're not going to get this game now for three, four years.
0: Yeah, pause. I would say five years be five more years five. Sure if yeah. there's no hiccups so it could
1: yeah it could be at the very end of the uh switch's life cycle it'll be really nice to have uh metroid prime uh collection to play in the meantime but i agree it's a good
0: thing we'll have to come back at a later time and talk about our expectations for the switch lifestyle because our life life the lifetime, yeah the lifetime, lifetime. of the switch because i don't feel like it's going to be a short lifespan this time around i feel like the switch is going to be around for at least 10 years in, its current, iter- well, yeah, in could- its current iteration, right? Like, the upgrade that I'm thinking that's just going to happen is going to be like new screen, new battery. That's just that's just my opinion. I don't believe that they're going to go ahead and just make a whole new something different altogether, right? Um, that that's just me though.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm starting to. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like the the president of Nintendo, the new president. Of- man he came out and said in an interview recently like we're not looking to do any price cut we're not looking to do a cheaper model or a pro model at this time but who knows if that's you know they they don't want to cannibalize the sales of what they're they are selling right yeah so.
0: like i mean with and and with the tablet like so, like we've all gone over this before like the tablet it could be the whole apple mm-hmm. model right like in four years right five years coming up soon right two years from now five years they could put a new uh like a new chipset in it right so and i yeah
1: all you gotta do is look at the 3ds and and 3ds excel and and
0: i really feel like a lot of the people developing games for the switch haven't even really figured out how to really develop games for the switch right like oh yeah like that doesn't happen until like the fourth year right like look at the xbox 360 right like look at the things they are able to do with that and how like the Switch is way more powerful than a 360. You know what I mean? And the amount of like just the quality of game they're able to produce on it, like the visuals and all that. I mean, they still haven't even unlocked the full potential of what they're able to do with the Switch hardware.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh and yeah, those that stuff usually happens in the third or like the fourth and fifth year and that's when you really see the uh the generation being like, you know, exploited to its fullest like Look at PlayStation and Xbox One right now, they're like hitting their strides with their games. Um, and th- their games are just looking really great.
0: Uh, so, what's the studio that does like the uh, like the Doom ports and the uh, was it Wolfenstein? Uh,
1: verse,
0: oh, you mean Panic Button? Yes, I feel yeah. like Panic Button is the closest closest to unlocking (laughs) what is able to be done with the switch because what they did with those uh ports my god like and looking at doom 2 uh or whatever they're calling it the new doom coming eternal yeah yeah. oh my god that game looks so good i just hope to god that they're able to fix the multiplayer on it because if that's if that works good and you're able to party up no problem like game over like i'm gonna spend the rest of my life playing that game because it's <laughs> just so good
1: yeah looks awesome yeah we'll see i don't know what we'll, uh, do you think we're gonna well we got to get an update on some of these new nintendo games soon
0: right you would figure like i mean like i said my february that, that, that that's uh that's my i'm still sticking to that right third week of february will be nintendo direct i mean but whatever they might even wait until after yoshi comes out for it right yeah. So who knows
1: you know what they could wait until march and uh just line it up with their year-end stuff right
0: see i definitely believe yeah. it'll be before their year-end just i think i feel like after each direct like i feel like sales go up of like everything right like mm-hmm. people get excited and you always see after direct the stock like if the direct's a good direct you see the stocks go up or you see them go down right so
1: that's true, and when they do announce new games um, that have, like, release dates, then they go out for pre-order, and then people pre-order the shit out of yeah. them, and they become the Amazon's top list of pre-ordered games, like, which would be really good going into the, and we're still, we're still waiting on that Mario Kart term, Tour game, man. Yeah. Like, I'd like to, I'd really like to see what they can do with, with Mario Kart on the phone.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested to see what, the, like, even the model Yeah, like of what the they're going to do for yeah. the pay,
1: it's gonna be interesting for sure but I think that is all the time we have for this week thank you everybody for joining us and hopefully we'll have uh we'll be back next week with Sheldon Joel and myself and uh, keep an eye on our YouTube channel because Sheldon's been pumping out a lot of videos there we call I'm gonna start calling him mr YouTube because he's a mr youtuber there all right guys have yourself a good one
0: bye All right, that's me that's got to put press stop.